it will really affect positively your persuasion skills if you understand it and know how you actually use it. Welcome to Think Fluence, the podcast that empowers solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and content creators to enhance their communication skills and make a meaningful impact. Join your host Samah as we embark on a journey to explore the three foundational pillars of effective communication, thinking, connecting, and influencing. So get ready to make an impact in your personal and professional life. Welcome to a deep dive into a captivating realm of one big concept that directly affects your persuasion skills and its profound influence on decision-making and marketing strategies. This concept is called cognitive biases, those subtle mental shortcuts we all employ often result in systematic thinking errors that affect our everyday choices. Now, some of you might not have even heard of this concept, but trust me, it will really affect positively your persuasion skills if you understand it and know how you actually use it. It will also affect the choices of your potential clients, whether they buy your services or not. So in our conversation today, we'll navigate through several of these biases. We'll uncover biases called, again, maybe you've never heard of them, but today the purpose of this episode is to make an awareness about those biases and make you really understand them and utilize them. So the biases are the backfire effect, confirmation bias, belief cognitive bias, and another bias called bandwagon effect, and also the bias that is called clustering illusion and the mere exposure effect. I'm very excited to start talking to you about these biases as they have a strong major effect in marketing strategies and even big companies who work in marketing they use these biases in order to convert for their services apart from that we'll also venture into the realm of persuasion in psychology we'll shine a spotlight on Robert Cialdini's six principles of persuasion These principles are reciprocity. We'll discover together how the human inclination to return a favor can be harnessed for persuasive purposes. Uh, Another principle is scarcity. We will explore the psychology of scarcity and its potent impact on people's desire for what's rare. Number three, authority. We will learn why we often yell to experts and authority figures. Principle four, consistency. You will understand the power of aligning with past beliefs and actions to influence decisions. Principle five, decisions. We will dive into the realm of interpersonal attraction and its role in persuasion. And number six, and finally, social proof. 
we will explore together the fascinating concept of social influence and how it can drive decision making. So, by unraveling these principles, we can turbocharge your marketing, sales, and negotiation strategies. Therefore, enhancing and increasing your sales and conversions through a simple communication tricks and techniques, which is cognitive biases. When you grasp the power of cognitive biases and persuasion tricks, you've got yourself one heck of a toolkit to sharpen your strategies and make some smart decisions. So let's get started. First off, what is the art of persuasion in psychology? And what are those six principles of persuasion that I've just mentioned? Well, in 1984, a guy named Robert Cialdini wrote a book called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. In it, he dived into what makes people make decisions, especially when it comes to buying services or products. At the heart of Cialdini's ideas is the notion that making decisions is hard work. So people rely on shortcuts or rules of thumb to make life easier. For example, me personally, I sometimes find really hard to make a decision, even like to make pasta or lentil soup today. So I sometimes just use simple techniques such as just counting on five and one for pasta, two for lentil soup and see whatever comes five, it's the decision. So we want to make our lives easier. So these shortcuts are also known as heuristics. They help you decide what to do or how to act in different situations. Well, the big idea behind those six principles of persuasion is that if you understand them, you can use them to your advantage when trying to get people to do something or buy something. So these are the principles of persuasion. Number one, reciprocity. This one is about the feeling of owing something. When someone does you a favor, you're more likely to reciprocate. For example, a lot of restaurants offer free appetizers for you to join their email list. Some companies also, when you attend their events, you will notice that they offer free vouchers in return of a five-star review on Google. Um, so that is how it works. Number two is the principle that is called scarcity. When something seems rare or in short supply, it suddenly becomes more desirable. So if you think there is not much of it, you will start to want it more. As many online stores say, limited time offer or only a few left in the stock, that urgency makes you more likely to buy the product before it vanishes. So make sure to utilize this concept. Number three, we have authority. People tend to follow the lead of those they see as experts or authority figures. If someone knows their stuff, we're more likely to listen to them. For example, we're more likely to listen to a doctor rather than listening to a friend. Number four, we have consistency. 
We like to stick to our beliefs and actions. So if a request lines up with what we already think or do, we're more likely to say yes. So here's an example in the practical life. A charity asks if you've donated to a similar cause before. If you say, yes, I have donated to a similar cause, you're more likely to give again because it matches your past actions. So how can you actually use this principle? Try to target the people who usually buy similar products or similar service that you offer. Number five, liking. We're more likely to do something if we like the person asking us. Building rapport or finding common ground can go a long way in persuading someone. One way to use this principle is, first, you need to make the person like you. Make the rapport first and then start communicating the service or the product. And last, principle six, we have social proof. When we see others doing something, we're more likely to do it too. It's like a herd mentality. If everyone is doing it, it must be a good idea. Which is why we really need testimonials to see other people are actually using this service or buying this product and benefiting from it. These principles aren't just for psychology textbooks. You can use them in everyday life, in marketing, sales, or or even negotiations. And that for the purpose of boosting your chances of getting what you want. When you grasp these ideas and use them effectively, you become a more persuasive and influential person. So there you have it. These principles can be your secret strengths for getting people to say yes. Understanding and using them effectively makes you more persuasive and influential in all sorts of situations. Now, what is that big concept? The cognitive biases. Let me keep it simple for you. Cognitive biases are those mental shortcuts that sometimes lead us to make systematic thinking errors. When I say systematic thinking errors, means that you think in a wrong way, but it's systematic. You didn't do it intentionally. It's just systematic in your brain. So in a nutshell, they affect our judgments and decisions, often steering us toward conclusions that don't quite add up logically. So they are not really logical conclusions that your brain is making based on some biases. Now, these biases come in many forms, like confirmation bias, availability bias, and anchoring bias, just to name a few. They can sneak into various situations, whether you're making decisions, solving problems, or just looking at the world around you. I want to emphasize that understanding these biases can be a real game changer. It's not that I'm just telling you, you are making thinking errors. No, this is not the idea. The idea is that you have to be aware about these biases in order to understand how your potential client think or make decision. And therefore, you'll be able to attract them and convince them. So that is the idea. 
understanding cognitive biases again helps you sharpen your critical thinking skills and be able to make smarter, more rational choices. What are these common cognitive biases that really influence decision making? We're diving into some common cognitive biases that can seriously impact decision making. Well, there is a whole bunch of these biases out there, but I'm giving you nine biases that can really up your game in marketing, especially from a behavioral psychology perspective. First, you have anchoring. This one is a cognitive bias that occurs when you rely too heavily on the first piece of information you receive, which is called the anchor, and this while making decisions. This initial piece of information, even if it's irrelevant, can influence your subsequent judgment and decisions. Here's an example to help you illustrate that. Imagine you're at a furniture store looking to buy a new sofa. The first price tag you see is $2,500 for a high-end model. This price becomes your anchor and it can influence your perception of other prices in the store. As you continue shopping, you come across a second sofa that costs $1,500. Because the initial anchor was $2,500, the $1,500 sofa might seem like a great deal. Why? Because your anchor is $2,500. Now the second price seems cheap uh, or like let's say seems a great deal even if it might still be more expensive than you originally intended to spend. So in marketing, they use this bias through something called markdown pricing or strikethrough pricing, which is a marketing strategy that is used to highlight how much customers can save on a product. The original price of the product is crossed out and replaced with a discount price next to it. So think about showing the original price before the discounted one so that it seems more affordable. Remember, this strategy is used through that bias, the anchoring bias. The person sees the original price and from that original price, from that anchor, they consider that the new price is a good deal or good offer. The second bias is called attentional bias. This bias makes us focus on things that stir up emotions and that can mean we miss out on other options. In a broader context, attentional bias can also be observed in marketing and advertising. For example, companies design advertisements and products to capture customers' attention often by highlighting specific features or benefits to create a bias toward those elements and make the product more appealing. So one way to use that is you should highlight clearly the features of your service or product so that it can seem irresistible for the potential client. Number three, ambiguity. People prefer certainty. 
so they avoid options with unknown outcomes. For example, transparency in policies like shown shipping time, service, and product details. If you have a service or product, you can take advantage of this bias by being clear with payments and call-to-action text. Because some users want all the info before they buy, so make sure you provide it. Bias number four is availability cascade. Repeating something often enough can make it seem true. And I usually notice this in books a lot. Even if it's not, even if that thing is not true, the key is to keep a consistent core message across all your channels. If people hear it repeatedly, they'll start to believe it. Number five is the backfire effect. Have you ever noticed how tough it is for people to change their minds, especially on topics like politics? This is the backfire effect, where a lot of people tend to stick to their beliefs even when presented with contrary evidence. When you are presenting or advertising, start with messages your audience can agree with before you ask them to choose your product. Also, allow a room for exploration and change. Number six, the confirmation bias. I can say this is the evil twin of the backfire effect. It's about actively seeking information that confirms what we already believe. To make it work for you, Reaffirm your audience decisions. Use subtle word choices to boost confidence and build communities that share beliefs. Bias number seven is the belief cognitive bias. It's about judging arguments based on how plausible the conclusion sounds rather than the strength of supporting evidence. When advertising, it can be better to understate claims rather than exaggerate them. People tend to believe something if it sounds feasible, even if the data is true. So make sure your claims sound credible and consider using trusted sources. Number eight, there is the bandwagon effect. Humans are social creatures and tend to do what everyone else is doing. This is the bandwagon effect. For your business advantage, you could consider influencer marketing to ride the bandwagon and get your audience on board. Also, encouraging testimonials and reviews can help as well. Last, the mere exposure effect. People tend to prefer things they are familiar with. Be everywhere, or at least in as many places as possible. Try to establish retargeting in channels other than your main channel to build familiarity. Remember that brand awareness is valuable, even if it doesn't immediately lead to a sale. Try to hang out with influential figures in your industry to boost your brand's positive associations. These biases can seriously impact your marketing strategy. By understanding them and applying some practical takeaways, you can level up your marketing game and make 
more informed decisions. So wrapping up, in our conversation today, we've dived into the intriguing world of cognitive biases and their important impact on decision-making and marketing strategies. Cognitive biases are those mental shortcuts we all take that sometimes lead us to systematic thinking errors. We've touched on a bunch of them, including backfire effect, confirmation bias, belief cognitive bias, bandwagon effect, and the mere exposure effect. But that was not all. We also explored the art of persuasion in psychology with a spotlight on Robert Cialdini's six principles of persuasion. Let me recap those for you. First, reciprocity. People are more likely to say yes when they feel they owe you something in return. Second, scarcity. The fear of missing out can be a powerful motivator. People want what's hard to get. So try to always make limited offers. Third, authority. We often follow the lead of experts or authority figures. Number four, consistency. We tend to stick with decisions that align with our previous beliefs and actions. Number five, liking. If we like someone, we're more likely to be influenced by them. Number six, social proof. Seeing others do something makes us more inclined to do it as well. So by grasping these principles, you can supercharge your communication, marketing, and negotiation efforts, ultimately upping the odds of achieving your goals. That's it for today's episode. To support my show, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast platform, leave a five-star review, and explore the valuable links and resources in the show notes. As well as stay connected with us on social media, the links are in the show notes. See you next time.